live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. <laughs> that is the worst joke I've ever made. Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, this. Stop, stop, stop. Ow! Yeah, I went there, Mike. I went there, motherfucker. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. No one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down a spiral staircase? With a <laughs> dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go, go to hell, Mike. Hello, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name is Mike. That is Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over a decade, and each week we call one another and we just catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. You know what? Funny is I actually decided to stop doing that. Oh, good. Yeah. So I was like, this is going to be like the first week that I don't do that. Um, I did it for you. How are you, Joey? I am doing so well, Mike Lawson. How are you? Long time no talk, huh? Yeah, we just did a, a whole show <laughs> before this. <laughs> we were like talking so much that at one point I was like, Joe, can you please just hit record and ask me that question once we hit record? Because we're wasting precious, precious content yeah. just shooting the shit. Well, what's even worse, and I'm, I'm blaming myself here, is I was asking you about things that are on the Trello. Yeah, about like, show oh, topics. What's going on with that? <laughs> and I'm intentionally sitting on my hand because hands because um, we have this like uh, show note thing, and I can see Joe does a really good job of writing descriptions. So I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> crying party mummy! <laughs> like I have to know the story. <laughs> How are you? What's up in LA? Start with the uh, crying party mummy. Well, yeah, it's first one on there. So on Saturday, I was invited to what was called and billed as a crying party. Uh, it was for a, a oh, bar. You know what? I now now that Go you ahead. say that, I saw you check in like on Facebook or something. You said you were going. It was a, a Facebook event, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, comedian uh, Mike O'Connell, uh, well-known LA comedian. I don't know if he's nationwide known. Um, nationally known, but uh, prominent LA comedian Mike O'Connell was throwing something called a crying party, and it was held actually in this place that was a the- it was a theater that I knew well. I used to do like stand up workshops there, but I guess in the in the years since then it turned into like a a bar and theater, but now that bar was closing, so to sort of celebrate its closing, not celebrate, but you know, like say goodbye. They had uh, what was called a crying party, and it was celebrating sadness, okay? And it's basically like a mini – so the theater complex is like a little – almost like a little mini mall with its own parking lot. So they had closed it off, and then each room – they were like maybe like the size of a classroom, and I think that's what they were used for. Um, they had artists come in and set up installations. And so there was one room called the Room of Regret. And there was all this, like, beautiful wallpaper on the wall, and you were encouraged to go in there and, like, write down regrets. Ooh. And then they were going to burn them at the end. And then also they had a professional photographer in there who would take – Did you write any regrets? No. You're like, (laughs) cupodcast.com? I regret uh, telling the story to my friend Beth and cutting it in place of Mike Lawson. Um, So then they had a professional – You regret that story in general? No. I regret telling. Here, I, I re- Here we go. Here we go. I regret telling you the story. So they had a professional. Me photo- too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe you should have been there. We could. You could have written that underneath. They had a professional photographer there, and uh, he would take a sad picture of you, which I'm waiting for my sad pictures to come up because he showed them to me and Melissa. Oh, uh, Melissa McQueen and her husband Pat Kilbane were there, and I got a guy. The reason I mentioned his name, I'll come back to it in a second. Um, and a lot of my friends were there, actually. But she and I took a picture together. So I want to see these pictures because they looked really good on his camera. Cool. Then they had another room that was you know, like um, the Room of Regrets Past. And there was all like different rooms set up. You know, One was called the Crying Room. And I didn't do this because I can't make myself cry because I don't have human emotions. But they had a, cam- a professional camera set up. And you were encouraged to go in there and just stare at the camera and cry. And then ah. they were going to cut those into a video. I couldn't do it either. No, I couldn't at all. Yeah. Um, 
so then but it was a fun time like what's yeah, the yeah, atmosphere yeah, yeah, yeah. like the atmosphere it's not like very a jovial. funeral yeah it was okay, very, okay. Very jovial. it was just sort because of, now it's like ironically celebrating sadness okay and there was also an open bar okay <laughs> done <laughs> yeah there was also a show in the middle where they had um like clowns and poetry that made me sad and um songs you know and they were all centered around sadness you know mm-hmm. so and that was like an hour and a half show in the theater that they had there it was re- it was really really cool but so people were mingling in the parking lot and there were different artists like there was one it, then it started turning very burning man cuz then there was a guy in a, like dressed up in a wheel like in a wheelchair like an angel and it had wings and he was just doing tricks on his wheelchair in the parking lot <laughs> but also very burning man was so remember this is a little parking lot that they've closed off but we're all mingling there in one of the parking spaces is a woman wrapped like a mummy in this like really beautiful fabric but like a shroud but she's wrapped super tight i didn't even know it was real for the longest time so i'm just walking around like bloop, 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 just walk over her you know and mm-hmm. Melissa mcqueen called me over and was like dude come over here this is a real person in this like shroud and i was like what and then sure enough you would see like the chest like rising up and down as she was breathing right so melissa mcqueen's husband walks up and i go dude look at this this is how desperate people in LA are now to save parking spaces. Cause she's just like splayed out on the parking spot. Right. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, Mike, she's been like this for an hour. All of a sudden she sits up and I'm like, oh! and then because she's wrapped tight, like in a shroud, she hops away. Like full, full on hops, like has what? to hop. Like, yeah. Hops away. Okay. And Melissa goes, do you think she was offended by your joke? And I go, I don't know why that wasn't an offensive joke. But no, the, no, no, no. But You've told much more offensive jokes to mummies. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and so then um, Cecily, oh, this girl I met there that was really cool. She goes, maybe she only heard the first part of your um, joke because people were talking. So maybe she just heard you say, this is how desperate people are in L.A., Oh shit, maybe. Yeah. And so mm. I was like, oh, cause then she did like Mike, it was like like as soon as I said the joke, she sat up and then hopped like Mike, it was so funny to watch actually. I wish I would have filmed it. <laughs> hopped over like a, a mummy hopping away and just vanished and I never saw her again. Which I, maybe I did and I just didn't realize. Right, you never know. Yeah. Uh your note though, like crying party mummy. It could have been a mummy at a crying party, which it, it was. was. Yeah. But I was thinking it was a party mummy, whatever that is, who was crying. Oh. Like I imagine like a children's entertainer. Yeah. Just as a mummy. There so, been, I mean, there was a good story, but there I'm should saying, have like, been there should have been a quotation mark maybe around crying party. Crying party. Yeah. Mummy. Yeah. That's crazy. But you had a good time at this this event. Oh, I had a really good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so here's a funny little thing. So Melissa's husband Pat was on the show Mad TV for a couple years. Mm-hmm. And when he was on there, because it was in the 90s when he was on, he had like this very 90s flat top, you know. But since then, it, he's, he's had normal hair, right? And so sometimes you'd be a Pat and somebody might recognize him, right? Yeah. Maybe sometimes. I don't know. It's really weird. Um, he, 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 I saw him. He had a flat top. He's like, yeah, M- M- Melissa convinced me to get a flat top. Tons of people were recognizing him and coming uh, up to him because now he has the flat top again. Do you think he did it because he wants to get recognized or she did I, it? No, because- they were surprised. They were like, we didn't. Oh, my God. It's so weird that people that, you know, cause, because it, it, I'm telling you, maybe sometimes somebody recognizes him. But for the most part, he walks around the world like a normal person, you know? Yeah. But now it was like it was like every other minute. Somebody was like, oh, dude, you were on Mad TV. And I think it's because of the flat top. He was also in a very famous episode of Seinfeld, had the flat top on there, too. Oh, did he? I, I remember. Wait, what what episode of Seinfeld? It's the one it... with Bizarro Jerry. Remember when Elaine meets the other group of friends, but there's like a Bizarro version of each one of like Jerry and George and Kramer. Uh-huh. And he was Bizarro Kramer. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, totally. I think his name was Feldman. Uh, Bizarro Kramer, right? Yeah. Um, What's going on with you? 
Um, well, Joey, uh, you may remember last week I told you that I've started this new, like, online course to become a more productive person in the morning. You talked about and, this in the show? Um, yes, I must have, because I got uh, an at least one email. I got an email from a listener, and I believe I got tweeted at from a listener. So, yeah, I must have. Uh, but my third class came today via email. And basically so far, Joey, I've created a plan um, by finishing the statement, um, I want to wake up early so that I can do blank each day. And it has to be like something solid and specific. So not like I want to wake up early so I can be more healthy each day. But you have to say like what will you do in the mornings to make you healthy. So like I'm going to cook breakfast and I'm going to work out each morning before leaving work. Mm -hmm. So that's my goal. Um, So far I've been very successful, but it's been a week. Um, but I kind of thought I would bring it up to you because I know that you're an early person. Yeah. And I, I know that for a few reasons, cause this morning I got, I, I mean, I got a Facebook mess or, um, something from you at like six 30 in the morning. And I was like, <laughs> why is Joe awake at six 30 in the morning? Uh huh. Yeah. Why were you, why are you awake so early? Well, I generally wake up around that time anyway, but I know, but why? I don't know, but it's funny that you say this. So. As, as you often tease me about on the show, I have a very amorphous schedule. Yeah. You know? And often I will end a day, and it's been happening more and more recently, more and more frequently as of recently, where I'm like, what the fuck did I do today? Like, I know I was doing stuff, but what did I do? That's you know? kind of one of the worst feelings. Yeah. Like, it, it would almost be better if you were like, I'm going to relax today or, yes. you know what I mean? Like I'm going to watch you... three movies or something like that. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just yeah. like, no, it's like, I think I just spent the whole day like going between Facebook and Gawker and Reddit <laughs> all day. Like, just cycling <laughs> Refreshing through. the Dredge Report Mike, over and over. Mike, I'm not joking. I think it's Facebook, Gawker, and Reddit on a cycle. And then once I'm done with that, then I go back to Reddit. And then that's, you know, then there's constantly new stuff. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know how I came up with this because my plan of attack was so simple. I now just make a, like an hour by hour schedule for myself. So for this morning, it was 6.30 to 7.30, go to the gym, 7.30 to 8.30, eat breakfast, leave, drive, then go to the kettlebell gym at 9, 9 to 9.30, drive back. Then I, from 10 to 12, I'm, I'm working on a project. And so I was doing research on that project. Then I had lunch from noon to 1. And then on 1 to 2, I went for a walk. Mm-hmm. And then um, from 2 to 5, I was doing something. Uh, Reddit. <laughs> jerking yeah. off yeah. oh <laughs> three hours yeah i had to help somebody with a favor i had to do a favor for somebody and then um i drove home i had dinner do things like do, do things do things like masturbation and inc- are they included in the schedule it's funny or? that you say that because <clears throat> i realized today that for tomorrow's schedule i didn't include shower <laughs> like luckily i had time to shower and i was like you know i should surprise put shower in there so or uh, like reddit i mean like not to discount, I mean, Reddit and Facebook, like, those kind of often get clumped into time wasters. But, like, you do need to kind of stay up to date on, like, some things. Well, like, what's do- happening on Gawker can be pointless, but it can also be kind of useful in some of the stuff that you're doing. Well, also, like, during my 10 to 12 research hour, I was doing the Pomodoro method. So I had five minutes here and there to go on those things. And then Got also, it. when I eat, I give myself an hour for lunch, but it really takes me, like, 20 minutes to throw together right. lunch so i have like 40 minutes to um do your thing do Take my your thing break. yeah yeah so i leave for the office at 8 a.m so that gives me two hours to do my little workout uh that i do and to eat breakfast and then go but i'm kind of at a place where i don't know what to eat for breakfast because i'm not a breakfast person at all and i don't want to like cook bacon and eggs every morning but i'm also limited because i don't do heavy carbs in the morning because of the whole diabetes thing so like i've been i have type 1 diabetes i'm not making a bad diabetes joke that i don't it's a week younger than you and gay yeah (laughs) (laughs) so i was for a little bit thinking of doing like fruit smoothies but um mr fancy pants downstairs might get angry about having the blender go off at 6 a.m he he leaves at seven thirty. Who's this? On the dot. Well, he. I'm sorry, Mario. Oh. He wakes up at seven thirty and leaves at eight o'clock, like clockwork, every day. Mm-hmm. 
it's kind of weird to say a time while you're saying like clockwork, but yeah. I did. So I'm looking for breakfast options. If anybody has has some good breakfast options, now send them my way. let me ask you this question because this brings up, but you know, a friend of the show Cameron, mm-hmm. all around crazy person, all around train wreck, uh, Cameron. Um, he for a while his his grandmother. He has like this really cool hip grandma. Okay, mm-hmm. even though she's in her seventies, she's like one of the people who like goes to gay pride parades and stuff. Yeah, and she um, bought a whole batch of uh, Soylent, right? And so they were going through it together. Um, and I'm very intrigued by Soylent because I do like the idea, like. Because here's the thing with me. I'm not really a dinner person, strangely. So I love making breakfast and I have time for that. And I love, you know, putting together lunch. But by the time dinner rolls around, I'm just like, I don't know, whatever, you know? Yeah. And so I wouldn't mind having just like a Soylent shake for dinner. Maybe. Yeah. So have you – My o- the only problem with Soylent – oh, for those of you who don't know, Soylent is like this – Nutritional drink that's supposed to cover all your nutritional nutritional requirements. Yeah. It's not. It's yeah. not meant for losing weight. It's just meant to like. Here's how many calories it is. You drink yeah. it, it, and it has everything for you. Yeah. And it's something. It's, it, the only thing is they're having like production problems, so it's hard to get. But is that something you would consider as like soylent? Yeah, I mean, there it's pretty high in carbohydrates. But if you think about a fruit shake, it is as well too. So I would have to do a sub- significant amount of uh, insulin. For also, it, you're but... going to diners and having corned beef hash. Yeah, but like my steak and eggs is that's like carb free almost. Like I'm doing no insulin for that. By the way, side note, I do love seeing what you and our friend Joey, um, um, right. Well, how you're updated on my fitness pal. Uh huh. I Why? have. Well, yours aren't that amusing, but my, um, my cousin and also friend of the show Roxanne, mm-hmm. we are friends on my fitness pal, and. I am so amused by what she gets, uh, what her updates are, because it'll say, um, friend of the show, it doesn't say friend of the show, but it says Roxanne uh, burned. (laughs) What if it did say friend of the show, Roxanne? Friend of the show, Roxanne burned 85 calories doing vigorous jumping jacks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she might, that might just be the easiest way to, like, maybe she's doing, like, some cardio I called her. I was like, bitch, what are you doing with the jumping jacks, right? And she goes, it's part of her, um, she's doing a CrossFit. And it's one of the things oh, they do in this yeah, CrossFit yeah. is jumping jacks at some point. So she puts it in there. And it always says, you know. I've but, been doing Daily Burn. Are you familiar with this program? No. What is that? It's like a, it delivers to pretty much every device. Like you can get it, on, get it on the internet or there's an iPad or iPhone app. But I can also get it on my Roku. So I've been doing this class there and at the end of every class it tells you how many calories you burned so i just go and plug that in oh that sounds cool sweet it's classes you can get on your roku yeah or your iphone or ipad or whatever i you know what's so funny is i've been actually thinking about doing silly things uh like for instance like like i wonder how much we fit does have you ever done this we fit oh yeah you know what? i did a long time ago um when I had one in Phoenix, mm-hmm. and it was okay. You know, it was kind of like motivating. Do you think Game Night guys would ever do a Wii Fit episode? Yeah, totally they would. If they had a Wii Fit, I don't know if Curtis has a Wii. Mm. Um, I know, I don't think Brian has any gaming system actually, but oh. maybe Curtis does. Yeah. Uh, cool. <clears throat> Speaking of Wii Fit, um, I went to the Magic Castle last week. <laughs> they, those have nothing to. <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh. They have nothing to do with each other. Uh, so they're both all white. Hmm. <laughs> Not with me in it. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> they're both outdated. No, but they're not. No. No, they're both something that you pay a lot of money for and then never use. There, there it you is. go. There, there it is. is. There, there it is. is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. All right. Sign it up. So last week I mentioned that I was taking two uh, young men redditors to young men, young gay men redditors to the Magic Castle in Hollywood, California. Yeah. Uh, the Magic Castle, for those of you that don't know, is a private club for magicians. And to actually visit there, you have to know a member or be a guest of a member or have a guest card from a member. So uh, so on Reddit, one of them, uh, Roger, had posted 
uh, something on the Reddit Los Angeles sub subreddit saying that he really wanted to go to the Magic Castle. And he put this story in there about how when he came out to his family that they threw away all his stuff and he had a, a pass to the Magic Castle. And that was one of the things in it. And if, he, if they knew anybody who could. That's awful. Are, it, are they really young? Yeah. Uh, Roger and his boyfriend, Adam are um in their mid 20s. Okay. Okay. Roger uh, is a consultant, an economics consultant and um Adam is a professional dancer and actor. Okay. So, like go-go dancer? <laughs> or like what, what no, are you like, like a go-go well, dancer? Because I, like I've met Adam and wait to hear dancer? what they're like. Uh no, okay. he's like a, like a yeah, but I think professional like ballet dancer. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has very one of those like ballet dancery bodies. I can't even picture him like being a go-go boy. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, were you worried that these strangers from the internet were gonna like, I don't know, jack your car or something? Well, we were meeting at a public place, and where we meet, there's mandatory valet, so they would have no access to my car. However, okay. I did take, and I don't know why I'm considering this for safety. My cousin Richard. <laughs> I have this gay cousin, Richard. He's a week younger than me, and he's gay. And he would show them his new jock strap if anything <laughs> got threatening. <laughs> I'm gonna. I say this all the time. You could probably do a supercut of me saying this. Yeah. But next time I say I'm gonna go somewhere with Richard, please remind me not to. <laughs> did Did he want to go before the car like made it to the parking spot? Well, valet? that was one of the reasons I actually took him. So this this time it oh, okay. burned me yeah, because yeah. I took him because I knew he would be like that, and I was like, well, because he okay. Richard and I talked about this at length. So Adam and Roger were. Well, I, I never communicate with Adam except when I met him. So Roger was always very eager, right? Okay. Um, so he was always like – like I had told him I'd given him many outs. And so I would said like, hey, look, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take you to the Magic Castle and I'll just walk you in. Maybe I'll have a drink with you, say hi, and then I'll take off. And he was like, no, Adam and I really want to spend time with you. And this, is, this is all well, via was text he saying, message. Was he saying like he wants to spend time or was he offering like, I would like to buy you more than one drink because this is such a big favor? No. That's a, it was like, I want to hang out with you, yes. Joe Batanz. Yes, yes. Master so, magician. <laughs> so I told Richard, I go, uh, you know, they're a bunch of ugly trolls, you know. Joe. Well, that's why I told him. Like, I, like, because here's the deal. No, I, I would never want to be part of a club that would have me as a member. Yeah, you know? I understand that, but so like I was like, if this guy is he's a young gay man and he is so anxious, not anxious, but eager to hang out with me, there's something fucked up with him. Right? Okay. Look, I'm a bitter old queen and this is gonna come back to yeah. bite me in the ass. Okay? Yeah. So I decided to ask the other bitter old queen, Richard, <laughs> to go with me kind of Richard, can I go cause I go I'll wanna leave and then Richard I can go like, Oh, this jackass wants to leave. I don't wanna leave, right? Yeah. Right. Because Richard will be like, I want to go. <laughs> so Richard and I, um, we go to dinner. Oh, I forgot about this part. This is kind of a long story. So hold on here. It's okay. So Richard and Richard's been wanting to go to this really high-end taco restaurant called um, Petty Cash Taqueria, which I talked about before. And were I, there tables inside? Yeah, there were tables inside, yeah. Oh, fancy. And so... Oh yeah! This, oh my God! I'm from, it's all coming back to me. It's actually super, super trendy. This restaurant, not trendy, but like very, like hip, right? So Richard and I just walk in, and I'm thinking it's a taqueria. It's called Petty Cash Taqueria. So I'm figuring you could just walk in. So I go, Oh yeah, can we get a table for two? And they're like, uh, Do you have a reservation? Ugh. And I was like, uh, No. And Richard says to me, I have to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. And so he leaves. And she goes, Well. It's like 6.30, right? And we have to meet these guys at 7. Uh-huh. And she goes, I can put you on a table, but you have to be out by 7.30. I hate that. Right? I hate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I go, okay, that's fine. Whatever. Because I knew we were going to be out. Right. You have to be. Yeah. So that, well, The weird thing is, though, what if they don't deliver your food until 7.10? Oh, then... I know. I know. <laughs> it's not even on you. Yeah. So then she seats us at a table. It was sort of weird. They had this line of empty tables. And then there was one table with like like a table for two with these two girls in it. 
And very, 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 very close to them, like basically at the same table, she mm-hmm. sat us right next to them. It was like we were sitting at a table with these two women, right? So I sit down, but I don't have these kind of issues. So I'm just like, whatever. I'm just sitting there. Richard comes back and he's like, oh, no, we're not doing this. In front of the girls, right? And they're like <laughs> looking at him and he goes, excuse me. He's like, can't you see how desperate people have become in L.A.? Uh, yes. <laughs> he goes, excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, can we have this? And it's a, it's a huge table for like six people. Yeah. He's like, can we just have this table? And she was like, Ugh, are you going to be up by 730? He's like, yeah. She's like, fine. So now okay. we're at a giant table. <laughs> and then. He... Are you guys like sitting on the ends of it? Yeah. So it's Ma- like. <laughs> Mike, yes. We're sitting on the end of it? Uh-huh. Okay. So then we order our food. And while we're waiting for the food, he's just like being really weird. You know, like very, very like jumpy. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I don't. I don't like this place. I don't like it. I don't feel comfortable here. And I was like, why? And he goes, it's just, it just really bothers me that there's so many white people here and I just don't feel comfortable. Okay. And I was like, eat your fucking $6 taco. Shut up. Yeah. So the tacos come, we eat our food, we leave, right? Show up to Magic Castle. Uh, They're already there. Roger and Adam. Are they white? Uh, uh, Adam is Roger. I guess is he's Armenian. Okay. Yeah, he's in the gray so, area. Yeah. So Richard is like, Mm-mm. excuse no, me, I, excuse me, <laughs> excuse me. Can we get two other gay guys here? Can we please get two other gay guys, two Latinos, please? Thank you. I think Roger looked uh, uh Latino enough for Richard, but yeah, I will say <laughs> Richard was nice to them, but he was very like not talk like not in a rude way. But like I was more talkative to them than he was. Richard was just sort of there. But you you do have this weird ability to just like be so interested in a stranger's story. Like well, listen, you can Roger's talk story. forever. Roger's story about... is fascinating, and we're gonna get to okay. that. Okay. So it's and I'm gonna tell you this. Are Mike, you gonna just tell a stranger's I'm, story? I asked permission. Okay. Oh, oh okay. for the record, I had a conversation with Roger, and I asked his permission, and he gave me he gave me express permission. Okay. And as soon as we pull up in the valet, they're already standing there. Mike, they are so cute. They're like in their mid twenties, and they're dressed up in their suits, and they're like holding hands and like um, canoodling, as they would say, like in the gossip rags. You yeah. know, Prince Prince Charmings. And uh, yeah, so we go in there, Mike. These are the two sweetest people. Oh, good! I have ever met in my entire life. Like, good, and it they act- didn't try to like steal your credit card or anything. No, it highlighted oh, for me what a bitter old queen Richard, what bitter old queens Richard and I are. Good, because they were like Mike. Okay, so you've been to the Magic Castle, but for mm-hmm. anyone who hasn't, um, it's. It's very, very decorated. Some might even say overly decorated. And most kind of, kind of uh, haunted mansion at Disneyland decorated. Yes, in fact, there's haunted mansion stuff there. And so it's funny that you say that. So a lot of it, and over the years, probably since you've been there, they've had new blood come in, and so they've toned it down a lot. So it's a lot classier than it used to be. But okay. it used to be very, very like tacky, you know. Yeah. But it was tacky when I went. Yeah, and but there's still some tacky remnants left. So they'll have like it's really weird. They'll have like a Houdini autograph, and you're like, whoa, right? But then it'll be next to like a sign that says like "Get Out" that you would buy at like Big Lots at a Halloween sale. You know, it's so bizarre. They were impressed by everything. They'd be like, "Oh my god, look at that Houdini sign!" Yeah, right. And you're like, okay, and they're like, "Oh my god." It says, beware, do not enter. Oh, my God. You know? <laughs> and I was like, wow. these. Guys, I mean, they, like, loved the Magic Castle. They were so impressed. It was so refreshing. I could see that being refreshing because you're a bitter old queen. I could also maybe see that refreshing, Joe, because you you have forgotten how magical the place can yes. be. Like, yes. that's why you, you're a member yes. is because that used to be so special. I'm a bitter old queen and a jaded member. Yeah. Right? When you hear something sad. <laughs> a bitter old ke- queen with a jaded member is worse. But <laughs> Exactly. That was Richard and with me. Oh, and you're talking about my dick. Yeah. You know, when I signed up, did I tell you when I signed up 
when I when I re-enrolled, I was talking to the woman at the Magic Castle, and she goes, "Oh, you've been a member since 1998." And I was like, "Yeah." And she goes, "That's 17 years." Ooh. And I was like, uh. <laughs> "Yeah." Check, please. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then. <laughs> dumbest joke <laughs> check please like you know what that's kind of a joke of a jaded old queen that's funny. yeah i just snorted right now ew <laughs> so then uh we go into a magic show which and and i hate going to the magic shows i'm so sick like of one magic. of the small ones yeah it's like a parlor show and it was one of the small ones <laughs> that we didn't go to the stage shows but it was one of it was in a parlor and the guy was actually the magician was really good Okay, mm-hmm. and every single trick man, they were like, "Yeah, oh my god!" Like it was like so, like laughing. <laughs> like the guy would say a joke, and they would laugh hysterically at the joke, and they were just they loved the magic so much, right? That's cute. Yeah, it was super cute. And they were holding hands in the audience, and I was like, "Oh my god, I love them. I really do." Mike, they are the most positive people, and like so positive, and just love life and appreciate everything. What wonderful progress too! Like when you became a member. There probably weren't two dudes holding hands. No. Being super no, open about that kind of thing. That's no. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So then we go downstairs to the bit to the uh, uh, I'm not gonna explain the layout of the magic house, but we're in this part where you can actually leave if you want to. You can leave if you want to when you have magic castle friends there. But don't take Richard, because he'll be real I can't think of it. Okay. So we're downstairs <laughs> and this other I'm just showing them around, but this other magic show is starting. I'm like, oh, okay guys, I gotta go to the bathroom, just get into this magic show. Right. Like, okay. All right. And they were like, doo, 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 doo. you know, they went inside. Right. Yeah. I come out of the bathroom. We're just like, I want to go. And you want to stay. And I wanted to stay because I liked. I was mm. loving hanging out with them. Yeah. And Richard was like, I was like, well, you know what? Why don't we wait till they get out of the magic show, and then we can I can say like, hey guys, okay, this is how the magic castle works now. You've basically seen the place. You know, this happens. This happens. This happens. Have a good time. Richard's like, no, I want to go now. And I was like, but they're in the show. He's like, look, you can see them right here. Just wave to them. And I was like, oh, my God. I go, no, I'm not going to do that. He goes, okay, I'll do it. He, like, waved to them. And they were just, like, um, uh, like, looking at each other, like, uh, oh. Like, and then they waved back, like, like, sadly. And so then we left. Wait, you didn't even say goodbye? No, we left. <laughs> we left. We okay. left. So I texted Roger and I said, I sent him this long text saying, hey, I, I didn't want to leave. Richard had to go to work the next day, which is true. He did. But it was 8 o'clock, Mike. It was 8 p.m. Richard doesn't go to bed at 8.30. So uh, I go, but you know. Well, he had to stage his Instagram photo for the next day. <laughs> yeah, Richard's dick only has so much he can say semi-hard. Yeah. So. Well, he needs his dick, but he needs it in front of a piece of like. The Mexican flag. Yeah, a Mexican mural <laughs> yeah, in yeah. East L.A. somewhere. <laughs> so then Roger calls me the next day. Oh, that's nice. To, like, thank me and tell me how the rest of the night went. And it was a really good conversation. But in that phone call, he told me his story. Mike, because I was actually, like, I was so touched by them. I was like, I want to I wanna actually become their friend. Mm-hmm. And I want to take them again to the Magic Castle and show them a proper good time with yeah. with fun people, you know? So I, well, that's nice. So maybe you'll go back to the Magic Castle, but do you think it'll be as magical for them if they've already seen Mike, everything? Mike, if you ever met these people, I gotta get them to go to Vegas. Actually, I'm gonna see. I've gotta become go friends to with Dis- them. You should go to Disneyland with them. Can you imagine? Oh my God, they would just turn into puffs of smoke. <laughs> they would just get so excited and just turn into puffs of smoke. Mike, that's they cute. were so excited by everything. Like, I bet if they met you, they would be like, "You host what someone call lies," and then they would just like. Then like a stiff wind would just blow them away. Like, oh my god, I love your show. <laughs> you know, they would be so excited that they would just float away. That's cute. Well, I'm glad that it turned out positively. What's going on with you? Well, Joey, I told you last week that I was going to be speaking at an event. Uh, you might remember. And I was a little bit nervous because my boss was going to be there. Do you remember talking mm-hmm. about that? So I was scheduled to be the final speaker at the end of a day of speakers. And I think I said last week that it 
that I thought maybe I would be speaking at the same time as other people. But it turns out, Joey, that I was actually going to be speaking. I was the final speaker of the day. So everyone was convening and I would be speaking. Oh, you were the keynote speaker. No, I was co-presenting with a girl from like this uh, nonprofit that does like health-related spoken word um, with young people. Wait, what? (laughs) Wait, stop. <laughs> That's so not even part of the story. Stop. There stop, is a stop, there's stop, a nonprofit stop. there's a nonprofit up here in the San Francisco Bay Area that does health related spoken word projects with young people. It actually was very powerful and moving. I know it sounds silly, but it actually was really good. In fact, I'll send you a YouTube link that I want you to see. Hello? I hate that little prick. It's what I say every time I have to test my blood. People, when I say it out loud, they think I'm talking about somebody that hurt me. An ex-boyfriend. My abusive father. My mother, who called me too much. But no. I'm talking about something that tells me whether I'm going to live or die. And I hate that little prick. So the event was sort of nerve-wracking. It was this, it was a big group of people, but it was also like really big names in diabetes in the state of California. <laughs> Which I know is funny, but it was actually Well, really you're big one names. of those big names. Well, what's Do weird is my people go crazy when they see you? No, my so my boss is a member of this group and I was speaking at like their... a singing group, like a barbershop quartet or something. No, it's like a co- they. It's a coalition. So he's part oh. of this state of California coalition, and I was speaking to that group. So my boss and I were both going. So we shared an Uber to get there. But your boss is not in a barbershop quartet. I don't believe so. No, uh, the event Joey started at nine a.m. Okay, I don't speak until three p.m. But we're Ubering together, and he's like, "Let's just show up at nine. You can meet people. It'll be good for you, right?" So we show up at nine o'clock. And I would like to tell you, I'm sitting near the door, so I can tell you pretty much everyone was there by nine o'clock. I don't, I would, I would bet on it. About a hundred people all there by nine, right? And we have this printed uh, agenda and it says introductions are nine to nine thirty. And at nine ten, the organizer, it sounds nitpicky, but I'm totally going somewhere with this. At nine ten, Joey, the organizer says they're going to start in five minutes. And I was like, oh God, already 15 minutes late and we're starting late, right? So at 9.15, she starts. She explains the day and the materials, blah, blah, blah. And at 9.20, she says she would like to pass the microphone around to the room and have everyone briefly introduce themselves. (sighs) Joey, 9.20. Remember, the agenda says introductions are 9 to 9.30. And it's 9.20. And there are 100 people in the room, right? And these people are researchers. They're like doctors. They're people with like really thick resumes if they just tell you like what they did for a living that's already tons of time so she gives the mic to the first guy and joey why does he talk until 9 30 himself no, he didn't he didn't J- just about all of his accomplishments till 9 30 so what time do you would you guess we finished in- introductions based on what you just said i'm gonna say 1105 10:40, close okay so we started the day this the first speaker Started the day an hour and 10 minutes late. Uh, I would have left. So I wish. Everything was like super rushed. And I'm not even joking. The first speaker is from the Department of Health and Human Services in California. And after her presentation, uh, she says like, well, are there any questions? And the organizer sitting in the front row jumps up and she's like, no, sorry. We're, we can't. We don't have time for questions. We're going to move along. <laughs> so i'm like okay um and the whole day was like super super rushed but i was lucky i actually started pretty much on time and i i think you might you might laugh at this i've told you this before uh on the show i think about how when i do this particular talk one of the anecdotal stories that i tell in the little speech that i give is about going on a blind date do you remember me ever bringing that up um Yes, I do know this, but is the person blind because from diabetes, or is it like? <laughs> no. Um, so I tell a story about going on a blind date, but 
Um, and it's a story I've told, you know, a hundred times already, but it really uh, illustrates a, a point that I'm trying to make. So I tell it again and again, and it's effective. And with practice, I've gotten really good at not using pronouns about the date. So I say, like, before my date arrived, instead of saying, like, before he arrived or yeah. whatever. And I don't care if people know that I'm gay. I just don't want this story well, to get it, hijacked. It distracts from it, yeah. Yes, because the story isn't about me being gay. It's yeah. about everything else right so i just i just have gotten good at not saying that and i think as somebody who's taught children before you're probably very aware of doing that sometimes too and because this story is like very personal when i do this particular talk it's very common for people to come up to me afterward and like ask me a question or make a joke about the blind date in fact i would say i've never given this talk and afterward not receive some sort of comment or joke about it. It just always happens. So after I spoke at this particular particular event last week, the organizer gave me like this heart thing with chocolate in it. And she's like, you can use it as a gift on your next blind date or whatever, right? And then after the meeting, Joey, there was happy hour at a pub. By the way, after this whole event and it being like seven hours longer than I wanted it to be, I really didn't want to go to happy hour, but I did. And when I was there, I was making small talk with this really nice woman. Um, she was older than me significantly, which I think might actually explain this. But um, she asked me if I was still single. Mm-hmm. And it, not, it wasn't creepy like she was hitting on me. She like was just asking me questions about myself, and that was one of them. And I said that I wasn't actually single. And she said, uh, darn it, because I know someone that would be perfect for you. And I laughed, and I said something like, Uh, I made a joke about how I wish I could actually spend more time with the one person that I'm seeing now, by the way, still being pronoun agnostic. But I was like, I wish I could spend more time with this one person that I'm seeing now. And she said, and I'm quoting her, she said, well, she's a lucky girl. Uh, So just Steve's a lucky girl, just so you know. (laughs) Who was this woman? Is she blind and deaf? I knew, I know you've, you've, made that joke before when i've told you this i don't like i don't feel like i'm telling you the story because i'm like i'm so masculine that no, these you, women think no. i'm straight i just think that you like, have a very like asexual alton brown thing going yeah on i could I, I i do but i also think like older ladies i think are just maybe used to like if he's a man then it's about a woman and if it's a woman then it's about a man do you know what i mean yes like I, that's like a like a mom thing. Like I don't think moms automatically think that women are, or that I would that I'm gay, even though I could be like the center square on Hollywood squares, and they don't yeah. whatever. What's his name? Paul Paul Lynn or Jim J Bullock? Yeah, um, and my mom still would be like, oh, I wonder if he has a wife. Oh my par- um, oh my parent my parents fought me for so long on this. Uh, who is the guy from the Big Bang Theory? Oh, Jim Parsons. Yeah, I would. I would just walk in the room. Like, oh, that guy's gay. And like, you don't know that. He's never said he's gay. I'm like, uh, I'm looking at him on TV, and he sounds like a homosexual and moves like one. You think everybody's gay? Okay, <laughs> now he's gay. Yeah, um, there was a moment actually shortly after I came out to my mom. Um, I was telling her how I needed a oil change but i was like hesitant to go in because it had been so long that they i would be i'm kind of embarrassed that my oil is going to be so disgusting they're going to think i'm like not taking care of my car and she was like no just go in and lie go in and tell them that it's not your car it's your girlfriend's car or your boyfriend's My mom thinks that if I go anywhere, she like she used to be so worried when I did stand up. She didn't want me talking about being gay because she I thought someone in the audience would be so angry that they would kill me. Well, people got killed for being gay, and it's not like that abnormal in a stand up comedy act. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've died on stage, but it wasn't because I was gay. <laughs> What else? Any uh, news stories from L.A. you want to talk about? Yes, Mike Lawson. There are some news stories I want to talk about. Uh, a Pasadena Target allegedly shamed an employee to the point that he committed 
suicide. Uh, a lawsuit is claiming that a Pasadena Target drove one of their own employees to suicide after forcing him to do a walk of shame. Virginia Gentles filed a lawsuit against the store alleging that the company's policy for handling employees accused of theft humiliated and shamed her 22-year-old son Graham into taking his own life. Graham Gentles jumped from the roof of the Courtyard Marriott Hotel in Monrovia on July 18th, just three days after he was allegedly handcuffed and paraded in front of co-workers and employees. The lawsuit also says that Graham Gentles had Asperger's syndrome and experienced severe emotional distress after the incident. Um, according to the suit, Graham Gentles showed up to work on July 15th and was forcefully grabbed, handcuffed, and had his pockets emptied by police and store security. He was led to an office in the store, all in plain view of employees and customers. He was later taken to the police station, but was released and never charged. Mike Lawson, have you ever stolen anything at Target? No. Have you, have you ever stolen anything? Like when I was younger, yeah, totally. But this story is about so much more than that. Like, oh, so they're they're they, he never got charged with theft, right? No. So if he didn't commit suicide, he wouldn't have his job, though, right? The story Was is very fired? unclear. Yeah, the story never says. The story does say that he got in a fight with the night before with a coworker, and that. Uh, the mom thinks that maybe the co-worker in anger told the the people at Target that he was stealing. That's awful. It doesn't really address whether he was guilty or not. So, like, when you first started reading this story, I was thinking that the dude stole stuff. He got handcuffed and walked out. And the, the handcuff and walking out was so shameful that his family is claiming that's why he committed suicide. That is what they're claiming. No, well, he th no. There's no ev There's nothing in the story that says he stole anything. No, but I think just the walk of shame because then the yeah. Even... But it's different. That's different. I'm saying like he was guilty of stealing something. Oh, I see. For ashamed, right? Yeah. So like, if this the store can't really be held responsible if he did something and their reaction was to get him out of the store, and then he in turn is like mentally not all there and ended up committing suicide. Like we can't. Say, like, you can never, you know, hurt someone's feelings because they may commit suicide. But the whole not, like, nothing in the story saying that he actually stole anything makes it a little bit weird. But then don't you think, though, by doing the perp walk through the store, I mean, cause I'm sure that that's not the only entrance to the Target, you know? Right. I'm sure they have back entrances and whatnot. And so doing the perp walk through the store, though, does... Uh, sort of like it, 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 you don't need to do it. And so sure. I'm wondering, I think that's sort of the charge here is like they could have, uh, I don't think they're alleging that what Target did was wrong, but the, why did they walk him to the store in front of employees and customers? That's shameful. Mm -hmm. that, that, that shame. And they look, they point out that he has Asperger syndrome. So the current charges, by the way, are false imprisonment, intentional infliction of emotional distress distress and negligence. I don't know how it would be false imprisonment. I mean, if they legitimately believe that he was stealing stuff. Here's what's funny is, why would you search someone's pockets when they get to the store? They're not bringing shit to the store. Right. <laughs> like, well, oh, if they're, if they're going to hold him, maybe they were searching to see if he had weapons or something. Oh. But I was like, wait till he works his shift and then see if he stole anything. Hmm. I don't know. But you, the whole thing is sad. I mean, even if he did steal something, like, it's still a sad story, right? Oh, yeah. It's always sad when someone commits suicide. Yeah. Um. Oh, the courtyard Marriott in Monrovia is where he did the suicide, too. Yeah. Imagine if you're at a hotel and somebody commits suicide. Well, you know what? Maybe he committed suicide because he was in Monrovia. That... Or at a Marriott. Yeah. Like, at a Marriott in Monrovia. He's like, oh, what is Joe, my life Are we really making to? jokes about somebody who just committed suicide? I know. I remember I told you, like, Roger and Adam changed me. And now, yeah. you know, they were so yeah. positive and so what wonderful. Would, what would Roger and Adam Oh, my God. Do? They would be weeping. Mike, they would be, like, crying as if he was their brother. They, they're so full of emotion. They're, they're, they're the most empathetic people I've ever met in my entire life. 
So wait, he was handcuffed by the management of the Target, by the way. Is that yeah. weird to you? That is sort of weird. Like, why does Target handcuff people? I don't know. Anyway, what's going on in the Bay Area, Mike Lawson? That story, like, just leaves me uneasy. So let me get the funny one first, because... Um, um, you're not, not gonna, so you're, you're not gonna like my stories this week. <laughs> um, well, as you know, people all over the country today, Joe, are like anticipating snowstorms if they're not already getting snowed in. Schools all across the other con- uh, coast are uh, being canceled for tomorrow, and um, who knows when the show will come up? But it's probably snowing if you're in that area or you're digging out, right? And I just want to tell you that San Francisco is uh, feels your pain. Uh, More than 50 flights from SFO were canceled on Monday because of the East Coast blizzard. And it's that's dreadful. That's awful. We we are suffering when the when the snowstorm of January 26, 2015 happened to me. That's when I finally knew what it felt like to get snowed in. Um, At least 39 departing and 12 arriving flights were canceled. And passengers have to check their airline uh, information right now because they don't know what's going to be happening with all this this flight. So it is affecting us over here. And it's 68 degrees right now. <laughs> oh, I, it, it was wonderful this weekend. Yeah. It, it was amazing. Is that what it was? It was like in the high, in the high 70s this weekend. If, um, Joey, if you... If you your flight gets canceled for weather, do you just get your money back? Because I mean, that's I don't not, know. What is the answer to that? I don't know. I think maybe because they're if it's canceled, they're not earning that money. So why don't they refund you? But they're they're shady, shady companies. Don't you feel like they would try to like charge you a restocking fee or something for your ticket, even though there's nothing to be stocked. You're asking the wrong queen. I don't travel that much. I know. But you travel so, a lot. I don't think you would know. I've never had it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I need to help knock on something. I've never had a flight canceled. Um, I've had flights delayed, but nothing. Strangely, crazy. I have. They ref- But they refunded my... Oh, they... Okay, so when my flight was canceled to Vegas, they tried to put me on a flight the next day, but it was at night, right? And I was it like... Didn't work, yeah, I was yeah. like, no, I got to be there like tonight. And so they, they, then they, they refunded my money. So I think they give you the option. If you're like, that just doesn't work, then they'll, they'll refund you the money. And then okay. they sent me a $50 voucher on my next flight, which I have to cool. use by June, by the way. I'm, just, I'm letting you know. So please book a flight for me. Thanks. Okay. Um, Mike, um, a fitness star died trying to outrun train for energy drink commercial. Wait, trying to outrun? A train for an oh, energy commercial. Yeah. Oh, I've the uh, Greg Plitt guy. Yeah, reality TV star and fitness guru Greg Plitt didn't just trip and fall in front of a Metrolink train that fatally struck him over the weekend. He apparently tried to outrun it, pretending to be as fast as Superman for an energy drink commercial he was shooting. So basically, to sum it up, is at first his friend said that, oh, he was trying to get like a good angle on the train, and then he tripped, and then he fell in front of the train. But once they really investigated, they basically found out um, well, it says here, according to TMZ sources, law enforcement reviewed the video of Pitt on the train tracks in Burbank on Saturday. They say in the video that Pitt is standing on the tracks, and as the train is speeding towards him, he assumes a runner's stance and bolts down the track. Pitt, Plitt is running down the track, but he can't outrun the train. And is he, is he on crack or something? And in the clip, it shows the train hitting him and Plitt getting thrown off the track. Uh, people may know him. He was uh, in 2008. He was cast on Bravo's reality TV series Workout, and he had most recently appeared on Bravo's Friend to Lovers, which premiered last Monday. Mike, did you know who this guy was? Um, just no. I I saw it getting posted after it happened. I never really read up on it because I didn't because I didn't know him. But he has a very Bravo look to him. Doesn't he oh look like God. he belongs on Bravo? I was just going to ask you what you thought of him. Yeah, I mean he's handsome, but like he's like. He's a little, he's like, he's like too chiseled. Like his chin is like a, it's like a different person. Yeah. It's like a little bit too, uh, you know what it looks like is if somebody was trying to draw a hunky guy. Yeah. Like his eyes are also like perfect colored. His eyelashes are there. His hair has the like late nineties, early two thousands look to it. Like, yeah. He's wearing an Ed Hardy shirt. Is he really? Oh my God. I think you're right. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Joe, all we do is bag on dead people. I feel bad for this guy. I do feel it kind of has like a Darwin Award sort of yeah. feel to it, right? Like, what does he expect to happen? Yeah. I'm as fast as <coughs> a train. Yeah. In the comment, in the comment, somebody said, um, you would have hate, you would hate to see what they had scheduled for the leap of building in a single bound stunt. <laughs> yeah, because they said he was trying to like uh, basically bring Superman's claims to life. Uh, but with an energy drink, I could see if he was promoting like steroids or meth or like speed. But like an energy drink? Well, that's what's paying him. Have you ever? Sh- it's a commercial. No, I get the impression they weren't even paying him. I get the impression he was doing some sort of like specs uh, commercial. Oh, really? I didn't yeah, get that. Yeah, because, um, let's see, where did I see that here? Oh, he was trying to show that the energy drink would make you fast as Superman. Yeah. Uh, Pitt and his, yeah, look, look, here's what it looked like. Look at this. Previously, witnesses said that Pitt, who was wearing all black that day and holding a camcorder in his hand. Okay, stop. A professional commercial is not going to use a camcorder and the star is not going to have it in his hand. Yeah, had, but a professional uh, journalist isn't going to call it a camp. Hold on. on. Had just tripped and try, fell trying to get an action shot for the commercial. Plitt and his crew didn't have permission from Metrolink to film on or near the uh, tracks. There you yeah, go right there. The energy just yeah. to be like, let's shoot a commercial and not get any permits. <laughs> yeah, he's going to have a ton of permits. Yeah. Well, permits would probably make him not dead, right? No, that's a good point. You're right. What else is going on in the Bay Area? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is another upbeat story. So this guy, David Munoz Diaz, is being accused of playing with fire again. What? So uh, a few nights ago, they arrested this guy uh, for some suspicious fires that have been ha- happening in the Castro District up here in San Francisco. There, uh, Joey, basically an arsonist was lighting cars on fire throughout Castro neighborhoods over the past few weeks. They finally got this guy, David Munoz Diaz, that they believe is the guy responsible. The triple um, D. He is, however, also the same man who was convicted back in 2011 of involuntary manslaughter mm-hmm. after they caught him uh, because his ex-partner, they're calling him a sexual partner. I don't know if that means boyfriend or not, but um, this guy was found dead and on fire in a park. And they uh, eventually... Maybe they were uh, San- having like, really hot sex. Joe, a San Francisco Superior Court uh, jury actually cleared him of murder and instead convicted him of involuntary manslaughter because the case that he put up said that he was actually just fucking the guy and he killed him when he choked him during a sexual encounter. So you're wondering where did the fire happen? Yeah. Well, he was trying to uh, signal for help, so he lit the contents of a recycle bin on fire and he called 911 and he ran for it and he was eventually caught. So now that he's he got caught uh, lighting these cars on fire. Do you think then that that means he probably lit the guy, the dead body on fire? He, oh, he for sure lit the dead body on fire. The question is, did he light the dead body on fire before like to kill him? Or did he light the, did he, did he light a person, a, a living human being on fire? Or did he light a dead body on fire? I would guess because he, I mean, this went to court. So I would guess that kind of evidence was presented and he was cleared of that. I'll bet you, I and I'm going out on a limb, I'm, I'll bet you that he, they probably concluded that the body was dead before. That's the kind of thing like forensics could tell. Wouldn't you say? He was choked to death um, during a sexual encounter is what they were saying. That was the conclusion. All I know is it was really hot. Yeah! Ooh, I'm trying to do the, the CSI beginning. Sorry. What other bub puns were like? Looks like a case for a, about a couple of flamers. I was thinking the beginning of Law and Order, how they always do the pun where like the two detectives are standing over the body and he's like, well, I bet you it was pretty hot. Yeah. Dun 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 dun. I like the CSI one better because this is so because because what happens is uh, the guy who used to be on it, whatever the redheaded guy's name was, 
would then like he would Conan O'Brien. No, it was like I want to say it's David something. Anyway, he'd always put his sunglasses on in like a super douchey way as he was saying it. You know? Yeah. Get oh well, no, 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 I, I, I got it. I guess this guy met his match. Yeah! <laughs> and he's putting on the sunglasses as he yeah. says it. Well, nobody has to take out the recycling this week. Yeah! <laughs> So it's an awful story. I was just, <laughs> I'm glad we can make jokes. <laughs> um, but they, they did find the person because it was kind of, it wasn't like uh, L.A. arsonist from a couple years back. Uh, but it was kind of distressing because it was kind of in one sort of area uh, and they were car fires. So people were kind of getting concerned. But it was still just a kind of concern. It wasn't like hysteria like in L.A. a couple years back. I'm still thinking of dumb puns. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you got going on next week? In uh, what do you got going on next week, Mike Lawson? Well, not too much actually. I have um, a friend of the show. No, he doesn't listen. Just kidding. But uh, a name that's come up a lot. You've met him. Um, an ex-boyfriend of mine, Philip, is moving to. Berkeley and he's actually moving like a few blocks from my house so I will be seeing him and hanging out with him uh probably soon Mm -hmm. which is cool and then I'm going to Sacramento for another real quick day trip on Wednesday as part of a consulting job that I'm doing we've talked about in the past that'll be fun I'm sure um so boring week what about you uh, there's a chance I might go see Dame Edna perform on Wednesday. It, it, right now, I'm going to see her perform for sure. Is this whether this week is or not is, is up in the I air. just heard her on uh, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me a couple yeah. weeks back. Uh, I'm all, I might go see a different drag queen on Friday. I want to go see Dina Martina perform last week. I didn't tell that story on the show. It was another case where Richard was a total fucking wet blanket but whatever. Yeah. And then um, she was so funny that I might want to take some other friends this Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my niece is having a recital on Saturday, so I'm going to go to that. But then on Sunday, it's the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Well, I forgot. What are you doing for the Super Bowl, <laughs> Mike Lawson? Actually, probably nothing. I mean, Steve's out of town. I know Mario has plans with family. Um, I don't have solid plans. I'm not – and I'm not I'm not upset by that if I have to sit here Yeah, and but watch. they always have specials at bars. You know, it's good. it's a good day to go to bars and get cheap drinks and cheap food. Yeah, but it's a Sunday. I'm not. I'm not drinking tons anymore. Mm. That, that's a thing. So, Mike Lawson, if you remember last week that um, uh, I announced a contest, mm-hmm. a silent auction, if you will, for people to bid, and they would win a private show that you and I would perform for them, and we got several. I think it's fair to say several bids, right? Three. We got oh, three. Wait. Did you not want to say? I don't care. Number? We got three okay. bids. Uh-huh. Right. All right. Well, we have a winner, and the winning the winner is friend of the show Daniel Brewer. Ding 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 ding. Yeah. He paid eight thousand dollars. Yeah. He paid so much money for this. Yeah. I'm gonna split the winnings with you, Mike. You get a dollar. <laughs> the Magic Castle is really expensive this year. Now, Daniel has already told us what he plans to do with the show. Do you think he was being serious, Mike? Um, Remind me what he said. He said he's going to take it and then replicate our voices and produce an entire new show word for word with each of us having our own different voice. And then he wants us to release that episode. I hope he does. We would release it as an entire episode. Daniel, get in touch with us if you're listening. Yeah. And tell us what your intentions are maybe a little bit clearer and we will then that'll help us shape what the episode will look like yeah because we don't want to do an hour episode and then you have to do an hour long if you don't yeah feel like you can because do an hour when long. i had to do joey boohecker remember when his audio was so bad i had to re- rec- uh, replicate his voice yeah that was just like 20 minutes and that took me all day and that was one person so whatever. Well, he, Daniel can do what he likes with that episode. Oh yeah, totally. Um, and I'm very anxious to see what he uh, does with it. Well, Mike Lawson, that's what we have going on today. It was nice catching up with you, Joe. Hey, Chief. 
The victim's parents just called. Uh, they want to know where he is. What do I tell them? Tell them he went out for a smoke. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, I mean... Use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.